Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Hi, Warren. Thanks for the great podcast. Uh, I've got a quick question. As a potential new parent, how would you approach saving for a kid's schooling from preschool to primary school to high school to university? There are obviously quite a few methods, savings methods, you know, available tax-free, endowment trusts, unit trusts. You know, do I go through an advisor or can this be done by myself uh, on my own or... How else would you potentially approach it? Thanks for the great show. That's a brilliant question. Thanks so much for for asking. I think a, a lot of parents, uh, you know, are in a similar position to you when when they know their baby's coming or they they've just had a baby and they're trying to figure out uh, how exactly they they look at this cost of education looming. Uh, and 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 I feel a lot of the time parents get trapped by the financial services industry. You know, there are these products called education policies or. You know, um, you know, some kind of a product wrapping that that, that attaches, uh, you know, education saving and your duties as a parent to your to to your financial kind of future. And, and uh, to me, um, you know, really problematic because a lot of the time, and you know, an education policy or an education saving product is is actually nothing more than an endowment that's just been kind of you know given a different name and and you know a different color of paint and and then told to you that this is specific for your child's education and actually all it is 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 a insurance company's endowment um and often those products can be quite expensive um and and I'm not convinced of the the tax advantages so and and the reason for my logic is that a um an endowment attracts its own income tax, and it, it pays you know about thirty percent a year on income tax, and it also pays a, a reasonably high level of capital gains tax every year. So unless your tax rate is is higher than thirty percent, um, I'm not sure that an endowment helps you a heck of a lot. So 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 be careful of of, of education policies. To me, I'm also not convinced that I want to use a tax-free savings account. For for funding a child's education, and and the logic there is that uh, a tax-free savings account uh, it, it's a brilliant investment. Uh, make no mistake, but you're only allowed to invest a maximum of five hundred thousand rand in your lifetime for 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 a tax-free savings. Once you you can't put more than that in, and once you draw money out of a tax-free saving, you, you you can't add it back again one day. So let's just say you've got two hundred thousand rand in your tax-free saving. And and you decide to draw a hundred thousand out for for school fees. Just know that you can't top up that uh, that hundred thousand that you've drawn out again at some point in the future. You've lost that capacity. So to me, tax free savings are really there for your long term retirement as a parent. It's actually something designed for you. You can, however, open a tax free for your child, but but just be careful that. Um, you decide that you know not to use it uh, for education. You know that's okay, but but if you do decide to use it for education, uh, you need to know that it can't be for preschool or maybe even junior school. You really need to try and let it grow uh, for for at least sort of ten or twelve years, so that you get the benefit of 
the capital growth compounding on itself and and you know getting your money to make money babies really uh, and 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 allowing that as much time as possible to really grow so i i think if i'm going to do a tax free saving for a child i would probably be using it for university fees and and further but but not uh, not not school fees so just be careful there i think with with that to me the the simplest way is a parent can open uh, an, an investment account in the name of their child they just need uh, you know to get the id number for the child and then as you know you can as the parent then sign um you know application forms and do transactions on behalf of your child and i i feel that's the best way to do to do this and my preferred investment would probably just be a a top 40 or top 50 um index exchange traded fund an etf um and you can absolutely open that yourself you don't need anyone's help to do that you can you know you can do that directly with an exchange traded fund provider or any of the you know the ETF platforms or you know on a stock broking account there's no no requirement to do anything else different for that um just know that when you buy a top 40 or top 50 ETF Uh, your time frame for that investment is at least five years before you start using some of the money. So, you know, if you are going to save, you know, then, then potentially, you know, make sure that you're you're only planning to use the money, you know, kind of let's say six or seven years uh, from when you start, because that gives the the investment enough time to grow. And also, if stock markets are falling, um, you know, you're not then having to draw the money at the wrong time, and maybe you don't have enough money to pay school fees. So, so I think, uh, in, in my views, an exchange traded fund is ideal, but but definitely, you know, seven years and longer is your is your time frame. And then you know you only draw what you need from the from that ETF investment uh, for every year's worth of fees. So you don't need to sell the whole thing and, and and start again. You know you just draw a portion for for what's required. Uh, and you know if necessary you um, you might need to top up with a bit of extra cash yourself. But but that's fine. I mean there's no there's no real difficulty with that. And and you might also find that in future your cash flow is so good that you don't need to draw on the investment to fund your child's education. And and then you might be giving them a you know a present at age 18 uh, that they can then use. To to fund something else, you know, whether it be overseas university or something, uh, you know, like deposit on a house one day or anything like that. So, so to me, that's the ideal. I, ca I can't think of a, of a better option. Although there are lots of products that will be sold to you as an as a new parent that will tug on your heartstrings. You know, just be careful. They are expensive, not necessarily the best for you. Hello, Honest Money Podcast. My name is Gwen. I have a question with regards to tax-free savings slash investment products so my understanding in terms of tax-free transfers is that a person can transfer a tax-free from one organization to another but what i want to know is how does the process work when one has a tax-free investment let's say in company a and the tax-free investment is in a form of a unit trust and they want to transfer or slash switch within the same financial institution into a tax-free that is etf based if i'm making sense so i just want to understand that process because i've been trying to read the tax act it only speaks to transferring from one financial institution to another but it doesn't really cover a transfer or the change of different tax-free products within the same financial institution. 
I hope my question is clear. And just lastly, in terms of if you are switching or transferring within the same company, how then does the tech certificate reflect which code is used for transfer in or transfer out? Thank you. Thanks, Gwen. That's a fantastic question about tax-free uh, switches rather than transfers. So, so just for people who are listening, uh, you know, the law allows us to move our tax-free savings account from one company to another. So, you know, you could be at a bank and you decide to move it to an exchange-traded fund provider, an ETF provider. And provided you, you instruct the bank to do a transfer and not a sell of the investment, then that's allowed and there are no tax implications to that. And also it doesn't affect your, your tax-free savings contributions over your lifetime. Because just remember that you're allowed to contribute a maximum of 500,000 Rand over your lifetime to a tax-free savings account. So if you draw money out of a tax-free savings, in other words, you, you instruct the company to sell your investment and to put the money into your bank account, Whatever you've put in and, and then withdrawn will be lost from your 500,000 Rand lifetime allowance. So just to use a simple example, if you had 100,000 Rand in your tax-free and you decided to draw it out, uh, then, then you would lose the 100,000 Rand capacity of your 500,000 Rand uh, lifetime allowance. So for Gwen, with your question, uh, a little bit more complex because what you're saying is what happens if you keep it at one company? So you keep it, let's just say, at, the, at, at one financial institution and at the moment you've got it in a unit trust, but that financial institution also offers you the ability to move it into a tax-free uh, um, exchange-traded fund. Then uh, and that's absolutely allowed, Gwen. There's no problem with that at all. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of sending an instruction to the, the product provider to say that you would like to switch telling them where you want to switch from and where you're going to switch it to. So, so just to be very clear with them that it's not a, a, a sale or a transfer, you're not withdrawing the money, you're not transferring it to another company, you just want to do a switch. Uh, and, and, you know, those are, are fairly standard. You know, I mean, we, we, we did a bulk, I think I've done a bulk quite a few years ago, um, and there was no issue at all. I, I think, you know, when you do your tax re return, I'm not 100% sure uh, what codes you need to put in. My suggestion is that I, I, if it was me and my own tax return, I'd probably put in the code for the, the, the ETF uh, that I'm holding in my tax-free at the time of the, of, the, of the tax return and when it's due. So if it's the end of Feb, then what, what I'm holding at the end of Feb. But because there's no tax implications to, to the tax-free, in other words, switching from one fund to another it has no capital gains tax implication, no income tax implication, uh, no, no other tax implication. I don't think SARS is too concerned, provided that they know that you've got the tax-free savings account. So what is the name of the account? Where is it held? and making sure that you haven't drawn any money out of it. So Gwen, I hope that helps and good luck with your saving. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.